Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 8, Episode 18 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Angel. Uh, the IMDb user synopsis is, Annie's father has died, but Annie seems upbeat. Perhaps she's as in, she is in the denial stage of grief. Chandler is still upset over losing his own father and breaking up with Roxanne. Eric suggests he adopt a child. What was your first impression of this episode? Well, when this episode ended, the first thing I said to Aaron was, this is it, this is the episode where they jump the shark. Um, So that bodes well. Yeah. Uh, There's a bunch of things which we'll get into this episode which just are completely out of place. And actually, the user uh, summary brings it up. Why is... What's kind of wrong? Yeah, well, why is Chandler still upset about his dad? That happened... Like, and he didn't even really care when it happened. Well, exactly. And then, like, Roxanne, the breakup with Roxanne, he dated a completely other person for a very long time. Right, he most recently broke up with Paris. Paris, right. Um, it's just, it's, it def- you definitely understand what's happening here. Aaron mentioned that this is a storyline that kind of writes Chandler out of Seventh Heaven. Um, and you can, um, you get, you kind of get, like, whatever was happening during filming, this is when they decided that, or, like, the actor came to terms with the fact that he didn't want to stay on the show anymore, the contract was up, or whatever, and they were like, oh, shit, how do we do this? And then they just shoehorn this in. I mean, they should have just waited until the last episode of the season. It would have made no difference. It would have been just as rushed and, like, well, I guess they have to let the drama play out. Uh. And then, besides the whole Chandler thing, the rest of the episode really was... It really felt like torture. Like this would be something you'd watch trying to like figure out who's real and who's not real. It I don't know, the way that they were trying to do the whole I'm happy acting thing, it was uh it was unnerving. I don't know if it's because we're unhappy people, we don't we're not used to it, but it was very unnerving to watch it. Um but yeah, let's get started with the cold open. Um so it's the Rev and Chandler in the Rev's office, and the Rev is getting ready to go home, and he very casually and randomly brings up adopting a child to Chandler, because why not? Uh, Chandler is like... No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they start dis- discussing and alluding to like how weird Annie has been since her father passed without saying like in what way. And then they finally, like, drop the bomb, and they're like, oh, Annie just seems so happy since her father passed. Um, and then Chandler says something about he's not happy, and he does not know what it means to be happy. Right. Um, and then we get a brief glimpse of uh, Annie before uh, the credits, or the opening uh, theme Yeah, the comes opening in, credits. Um, with her dancing around the kitchen, with the twins following her around, singing the rhythm of life. Um Aaron and I have a couple of questions about that song. Like, why is it so sexual? And why is she singing it? With children. With children. Um, So the main storyline in this episode is all about Chandler, so we'll get to that at the end. But we do have some little snippets that happen outside of Chandler that we wanted to discuss before we do that. Um, Firstly, uh, Kevin and Lucy are moving out. Well, sort of. Well, well, they're trying to move out. So first, I thought that Annie wanted them to have sex. Or have a kid or something. Yeah, because, um, well, 
they are eating pizza, and Lucy does not want pizza. Oh God, she just demolishes that pizza. So she, ru- bad. she ruins a slice of pizza by pulling all it. of the cheese and the toppings off of it. And then she's like, I'm going to go in the house and eat whatever they have. And Kevin's like, your mom wants us to hang out tonight or something to that effect. So they go on the, they go on a walk and they look at the stars. And while they're on their walk and looking at the stars, they end up looking at a house that is on the same street that the Camdens live on. Because, of course, that's where they're going to live uh, after they move out of the house. So now they are making moves to try to get into this house, which just, like, opened up for sale or something. So that's that's that development. Um, moving on, we uh, I guess very quickly we'll talk about the fact that Rox- Roxanne uh, goes to the gun range with her father every, every night. night. <laughs> um, and that's really the only character development we have about Roxanne. Apparently she's a cop, and this is what cops do. They go to the gun range every single night. Um, and that's what she's busy doing all the time. In she's, not, she's not in love either, so that's good, I guess, Yeah, for um, Chandler. So next we have, uh, there's some movement in the Vic-Paris relationship in that now they hold hands. Um, so this is one instance where we have this kind of like underlying thing of everybody being happy. And all of a sudden, they're happy. And why are they happy? Um, and basically, Vic's like, I'm happy. And Paris is like, I'm happy, too. And Peter's like, I'm also happy. But it's weird that we're happy. And then yeah. they go and clean the house. That's really it. I yeah. don't have anything else to say about that. No, that's about it. Um, they do run into Chandler before they go back home, and they invite Chandler to their quote-unquote party. Everybody keeps inviting Chandler places. Uh, And um, the party consists of Paris doing some work for a meeting she has tomorrow, and Vic and Peter dusting. That's a party if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other people in the town of Glen Oak Oak, that are happy are Cecilia and her family. Um, Who also have... All right, it's like a Friday night, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's And what everybody's like, we got to go home and do our cleaning. Or in Cecilia and her family's case, they're like, well, first of all, on a Friday night, Cecilia's father is like, I need to go to the school and train some new janitors that I hired. <laughs> like, right, on right. On a Friday yes. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. And Cecilia's like, oh, well, Cecilia's mother is like, and I have some bookkeeping to do when I get home. And Cecilia says something about doing... She's like, I can bring my homework to the school, and you and I can sit in a classroom and do our work together while Dad cleans, and just and one big happy family, I guess. Her mother is, like, exuberantly excited about the, <laughs> like, the prospect of her coming to work with her child and her husband. So that's great. They also invite Chandler to come to the school to do some cleaning with them. Chandler politely declines. Um... Other, like, brief storylines that are happening, um, we have Martin, who is emailing his father, about concerned about Annie's behavior. Um, Ruthie swings by to talk to Martin. I think this is the first time we see her, too, talking about, like, how her mother's been behaving since Grandpa Jackson died. Um, and everybody is like, well, Martin is like, oh, I just intended to be quiet and respectful, but now... I still don't like I still don't want to seem happy in front of her because what if she's just putting on a brave face for everyone? Um so yeah, that's Martin's dilemma. Um later on at the end of the episode, we have some like 
expressions of love. Um, remember Martin and Cecilia in like the what which should have been the Valentine's Day episode said I love you to each other and they're being all lovey dovey. Um, Martin is missing his family, so he would really like a family day at the beach with Cecilia's family, which fine. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, Cecilia's whole family dynamic is just just strange because these are two people who clearly do not look like they should be playing her parents. And also the fact that her mother is barely existent. She just kind of comes up randomly. I also did not recognize the actress that plays the mother when I first saw her. I thought it was a different actress. Um, Another, like, relationship-y moment was uh, between Peter and Ruthie. I don't even know how to describe this. Basically, Peter's like, I love you, honey. Honey. <laughs> um, and he asks her if he thinks that they're going to get married. But he says he loves her in a 14-year-old first crush kind of way. But he also wants to marry her. So those are, at, like, at odds with each other. And then Ruthie also says, I love you, honey. Um, and she also says she loves him in a 14-year-old crush kind of way. And that even though she wants to marry him, she thinks because they're each other's first love that they're not going to get married. Um, that that's just not going to happen. And I think that's... And she was like... But she also said something kind of weird, and she was like, together, don't you think we already have a family together? Like, right, But she yeah. was like, between my family and your family, aren't we all a family? Yeah, uh, strange. Um, it's just... I mean, I get... Like, I like that Lu- uh, that Ruthie was very, like, you know, uh, it's impossible, we're not going to get married, you don't marry the first... Like, that's not what real life is like. But at the same time... It's seventh heaven, so... So it had to, like, add that little creepy element. Right. So we're going to get... I think we've dealt with everybody else in this episode. So now let's focus on Chandler. Um, Remember in the cold open, we mentioned that this random talk of adoption has showed up. And this is kind of the theme of the episode. So as Chandler is walking around what... I'm going to say the promenade. Yes. And he's running into all these people who are inviting him out. To their cleaning parties. Yeah. But he's saying no... He, there is a strange pink girl that is following him. Um, pink, pink girl. Just imagine what a creepy, what's the main Cher. character? Yeah, Cher from Clueless would look like. And that is what this chick looks like. And he's, she's following him and she, they, we end up at Pete's Pizza where he's sitting down waiting for his pizza. And this girl comes and sits down next to him and just stares at him the entire time. Uh, this goes on for, like, I feel like more than Too one long. scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, until finally he turns around. He's like, hi, I'm Chandler. Yeah. Um, also, like, I think they tried, they tried to make her look creepy. Like, you know? What I- yeah, like, the way that she was smiling. The way they were shooting her. Like- yeah. Like, he, she was clearly stalking him. Because she, yeah. fo- she followed him from the movie theater to the Pizza Pizza. Which also, what? He, like, just appeared from one place to another like, it was very much like a teleportation, which was kind of weird. It was really bad editing on, like, Seventh Heaven's part. Yeah. Um, so... Also because the first people he runs into are, like, Peter, Paris, and Vic. Yeah. And he's in line to buy a movie ticket, and right. then he immediately after... He's obviously not seeing the movie he bought a ticket for, because... The next he's, scene. The next... The immediate scene after that is him at Pete's. Yeah. Where, um, Cecilia and her family are. Um, so... He so she finally goes. She's like, "You're Reverend Chandler Hampton, and I have a message for you. It's really important that you get to four seven zero one Chapel Lane." And he's like, "Who are you?" She's like, "I'm Angela." 
and she's a re- <laughs> she's a repeating four seven zero one Chapel Lane. Um, their non-conversation gets interrupted by the waitress giving him his pizza, and then suddenly she's gone. Yes. Then. Tell me more. The most bizarro thing happens. We have a sequence of Chandler going to, uh, what, the school? Yes. Paris's house? Yes. And the Camden house, uh, looking for anybody that has any information about this Angela person. Um, and every time he goes to a new location, they are dancing. And there's a song playing in the background. It's... It's like you're not happy unless someone loves, loves you. you or, yeah. yeah, something like that. It sounds very Sinatra-y. Um, it's not. It's not. Uh, but there's, like, dancing going on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know how to explain you're this. You're need to check our social media <laughs> yeah. if you've never seen this scene. So there's, like, extras in the school scene that, like, know all the dance well, they're, moves. They're, they're all the people who are being trained. Right. Um, so that's happening, and they're dancing with mops, etc. Then in Paris's house, they're dancing with, like, dusters. And um, I don't really care for the, char- the, the actor or the character Vic, uh, but this scene was his shining moment. This is how he got booked on 7th Heaven. He's like, can you dance kind of like you're on Broadway, but you're not? With, with a duster in yeah. your hand? And he can. He killed it. You'll see. Uh, then we have the Camdens dancing, um, oh, this is the beginning of those that are interested in, uh, Martin and Ruthie, the <laughs> ship, uh, because they're dancing together. Yeah. Uh, but just like to, I'm, I, if you, it'll be on our social media, but if you, if you're not on our social media, which is wrong, um, I just wanted to point, like, I pointed that, this out to Aaron, their size difference, and they're like, is just so intense. She looks like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks like a 16 year old boy. Right, except they're three years apart from each other. Yes. Um, and the final thing that Chandler sees is Lucy and Kevin dancing in the street. And he's like, this is strange. He gets back into his car, and he looks in the mirror and sees... Angela. And then he wakes and up screaming. And then he screaming. wakes up screaming, and it's disturbing. Um, so... So wait, so he actually makes his dreams come true. And gets in the car. Yeah. And drives to 4701 Chapel Lane or whatever. Where he promptly falls asleep as soon as he gets there. Yeah. Uh, We catch up with Chandler later in the morning when there is a child knocking on his window. The child is Jeffrey, and he immediately goes, Hey, do you want to come inside? I'll make you coffee, and we can talk about you adopting me. (laughs) That's um, the word for word. Maybe not word for word, but that's exactly how the scene goes. Um, Because Chandler's like, what? he's like, I don't have a mother or father. My grandma's about to die. <laughs> I need someone to adopt me. Uh, and So Chandler's like, okay, reasonable. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't actually know if that <laughs> happened. I guess, yeah, he does go inside. No, I don't know if he goes. In. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yes, he does, he does talk. Yes, he does, because later on he tells, well, we'll get there. So then at another, like, why? How did the Rev and Chandler both end up at Pete's Pizza together? Well, before that, uh, Chandler goes to the camp. Cam Casa, Cam Casa, um, and asks, and basically tells the reverend about the strange girl named Angela, who he thinks is an angel, and then everything that happened in his dream, and then everything that happened after his dream, um, and the rev is like, uh, let's talk tonight, and we learn that the reverend is the reason behind creepy Miss Angela, which we of course already knew because at the outset of the episode, he was like, 
casually dropping lines to Chandler about adopting. Um, so we get to Pete's Pizza, and we find out that Pete was supposed to be the one that tells uh, Chandler about Jeffrey, but instead he, like, delegated the job to Angela, who said it in a very creepy manner, um, and then disappeared. And that's when, like, Chandler kind of is like, you can't, like, manipulate my life like that. Like, guilt me into wanting, or, like, you know, like, play God and fa- and get me to, like, meet this child, and then that I feel, like, so attached to him enough that I end up adopting him. But guess what happens? Um, well, of course. It's what naturally would happen in that situation where Chandler is like, I don't think I really want to adopt this kid. The lawyer for Grandma just walks into Pete's Pizza and is like, here, I have all these papers ready to go for you to adopt this child that you're not sure you want to adopt. Um, and then Chandler is like, oh, are you single? Like, why don't you have a child? Why don't you adopt him? And the guy's like, I would, but I just finished law school and I live at home and my mom won't let me. <laughs> and if you have to ask permission from your mom to adopt a child, you probably you shouldn't should be adopt- <laughs> adopting a child. Very true. Uh, so... There's that going on, uh, and they sit down, and Chandler immediately just, like, acquiesces and is like, okay, well, th- this is just a preliminary agreement, right, where I get to know this kid, and he starts asking the lawyer some questions, about, like, personal questions about the kid, and he finds out the kid has already lied to him, and I don't know. Kid's favorite food is mac and cheese, but he doesn't li- he likes video games. Violent video games, and his room is a disaster, and he doesn't like baseball, and... He not, he doesn't have he doesn't have good grades at school. He's a year behind. Yes. So, so all these things. He apparently told Chandler the opposite of all of those things. I just want to take a second to talk about this contract that Chandler ends up signing. It's a con- contract that says that he has the intent to get to know the child with the intent of potentially <laughs> adopting <laughs> him. That is a contract. <laughs> the contract's not to adopt him or to get to know him to adopt him. It's for the intent to know him to the... It, like, p- potentially adopt him. Like Also, Grandma's still in the picture right now. Yeah. I mean, well, she's, like, sick, but they're just putting her in a grave already. Um, <laughs> the lawyer is apparently played by Aaron Spelling's son, Randy Spelling. He's got some interesting things going on with his hair. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what, what it was. Yeah. Um, kind of feels like he was going for, like, surfer dude, but then he remembered he was supposed to be playing a lawyer. And then he just put too much gel in it, yeah. so it just looked like over-gelled surfer dude. Um, so, basically, Chandler's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then Jeffrey's waiting for that. <laughs> in the wings, waiting right outside of Pete's Pizza to run in and be like, Daddy! And then he's like, I'm so excited, I've been waiting for this my entire life, I'm so desperate <sighs> for, for a father. And then they walk away together. So just like that, Chandler went from being like, no, you really can't intervene in my life like this. I don't want to adopt a child, to, okay, I'll sign this contract with the intent of getting to know a child with the intention of... Yeah. And, like, I feel like this... They could have maybe made this episode work if they actually used the, like, the middle bits of this episode to to show us that, like, Chandler realizes that he wants a child by, like, going to these separate houses and seeing these things, but instead they waste their time with a dream sequence and dancing. Which, like, how is that supposed to change Chandler's mind? Mm. Mm. Um, One final thing I'd like to talk about in this episode. uh, Seventh Heaven did something really interesting with a conversation, and by really interesting I mean not interesting at all, um, with a conversation between the Rev and Annie. Um, so every, remember, everybody's really concerned about Annie's, like, happiness. So she's happy because Grandpa J- uh, Jackson's death kind of told her 
like to like appreciate life and appreciate the people around her and so she's happy about the fact that she's surrounded by so many people that love her but the way that they filmed this was very so i've never actually seen the movie american beauty but i assume it was very american beauty um and but like the close-ups were really terrible and creepy and as i mentioned in my and i did not like it yeah first impression it was very unnerving but that was the episode um the, the official Jump the Shark episode. In my opinion, honestly. Um, so, yeah. Apparently, this was the last episode in February sweeps. And that, like, after this episode, there was, like, a long break, a hiatus before they came back for, like, the last set of episodes. And that's just really sad. That, that's the, that this is what they ended with. <laughs> it's just really sad that the show was still going at this point. I know. Um <laughs> American Idol is, like, on the scene now, and they are, like, rivals in ratings, and obviously 7th Heaven can't hold up. up. Yeah. Because um, that's live television. And all the singing, and Paula Abdul. <laughs> Remember her? TVT. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the episode. What would you rate it? Uh, let's give it a solid 1.5. Okay, so I was going to give this For a really low rating. For all the happiness. Rating. Uh, yeah, I was gonna give this a really low rating, but I think the fact that they decided to go completely bizarro maybe pulled me in a little bit. So I'm gonna give this a three. I'm purely for all the dance sequences. Yeah. Um, alright, so, uh, you can check out the dance sequences on our social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at CamdenCastShow. We're also on Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. Uh, we have new episodes available every Wednesday and Saturday on the Apple iTunes podcast app, on it, Stitcher, and on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. I am Tanvi. I'm Harry. This is CamdenCast. <laughs>